0: Well, it's that time again time for another episode of two pastors in the podcast my name is brent gregg and i am the pastor of new beginnings of stafford dusty i have another thought that has been on my mind and this was brought to you by one of my church members Do dogs ever look at police canines and
1: say, oh no, it's a copper? Well, it sounds like your church member needs to start paying attention during the message on Sundays. But hey, my name is Dusty Carson. I'm the pastor of Braveheart Community Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Hey Brent, I'm just excited that our last podcast reached 100 thousand views. Uh, but Dusty, that, that was a hundred views, not a hundred thousand. Your numbers are off. Well, there's a reason we went into ministry and not accounting. Hey, on today's podcast, we're going to tackle the subject of distractions. What distracts you from your relationship with God and your family? We hope you will enjoy today's podcast and do us a favor. Send us an email,
0: like our Facebook page, or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast player.
1: Hey, reminder, the reason we do this is because it's so much cheaper than therapy. Let's get started on today to pastors and the podcast.
0: Thank you again for uh, coming, Dusty, and doing this podcast with me. I think it's really taken off. I hope it's helping individuals grow in their walk with the Lord. and, And I mean, it has been a blessing to me. I've truly really enjoyed every minute of the podcast from recording and spending time laughing to previewing and editing the podcast for posting. I have really enjoyed this.
1: Well, I enjoy it too. I mean, even if it's court ordered or not, I'm still enjoying myself.
0: <laughs> I also wanted to uh, thank you for the mug that it's it's so funny. And, um, you know, we're actually drinking out of our mugs here this morning with our photos on it. Are we supposed to look at ourselves as we're drinking or are we supposed to turn it the other way to where everybody else can see it?
1: It's called advertisement. <laughs> well, I think it's a good advertisement.
0: We just, we just need to put back here on the back, it's cheaper than therapy. Cheaper than therapy. Well, I've really enjoyed it. We have some coffee in it this morning. For those listening, please take a moment and share the podcast with someone. We really hope that someone comes to know the Lord or develops a desire to serve the Lord or walk closer with Him. Before we get into any nonsense for today, let me ask you the same question I asked last time. What was your favorite story or part the lone ranger and the lone ranger rides again
1: well my favorite part was you're telling me you're expecting your first child and you were just sick as a dog and you would eat breakfast and you're on your way you taught and you would drive to school and you'd be throwing up out the window and i keep kept (laughs) thinking man i hope the people behind him had good windshield wipers (laughs)
0: I think my favorite part was you talking uh, about your friend zone relationship you had. You know? I had many of those. <laughs> where you went on a date that we won't talk about the movie and and to taco smell that fine whining and dining. One one more question before we get into the podcast. If you could only choose one song to play every time you walked into
1: a room for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Well, it's got to be the Bee Gees staying alive. You know what I'm talking about where he gets really high? Can't tell by the way I use my walk, I'm a woman's man. No time for talk. <laughs> I think we just lost viewers just from that. I don't think my voice can recover from that. <laughs> That's really the song you chose? Uh that or just like maybe Kansas Dust in the Wind <laughs> just to <laughs> impress everyone to come in. Nothing but dust in the wind. <laughs>
0: my song would have to be Friends in Low Places. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: Wow. I'm just kidding.
0: I'm thinking Eye of the Tiger, you know. <laughs> oh, I like
1: that. From uh, from uh, Rocky. Yeah. I, I do know a guy, I know a pastor who kept his mic on. You got to be careful when you're mic'd. Like things will come out. And so this pastor went to the restroom. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of pastors, you know. Uh, you know, them uh, relieving themselves and it, you know, the whole congregation can hear it, but this guy was giving himself a pep talk. He's like, you got this tiger. You got it tiger. I have the tiger. And so uh, when he went out there for like the rest of his tenure there, they called him the tiger.
0: Oh yeah. I've I've always been very cautious of walking into or out of the room with the mic on. I want to make sure every time, because who knows what I'm going to say or do,
1: or (laughs) you never know, you know, I was started thinking, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about little Debbie last week, who is uh, one of my heroes in the ministry. If mm-hmm. I start thinking little Debbie, like the company's been around for 60 years. So she's really, she's not little Debbie anymore. I really think that they should rebrand it and call little Debbie like big Deborah. <laughs> but then I start thinking, I mean, it would sound really weird if your slogan was grab a big Deborah." So I just got up the phone with the little Debbie reps and was trying to see if they would sponsor us. And they're actually, Brent, you're going to like to start sending us. A cease and a desist letter. So, you know, since little Debbie gave us a cease and desist letter, it brought me to my second choice for a sponsor. And so, you ready for this? Yeah. Want to make the most of your day? Grab a hostess. If it can survive a nuclear bomb, it can survive your children's snack attacks.
0: You know what else can survive a nuclear bomb, right? What's that? Cockroaches. How do they know that? I don't know. I've always wondered that myself. Kind of. You were trying to get warmed up and get, get ourselves, uh, of uh, not following the script as much, I guess you could say, because we, you know, we've got plenty of stories and everything else. So for those listening, I try to get some questions to get us fired up and and moving along. Well, people don't know that we sit here and we're like, can
1: we share this story? Yeah,
0: <laughs> we well, talk the, we talk a lot before we actually go on to record.
1: Will the FCC allow us to tell this story? <laughs>
0: What was the funniest thing that happened by a teacher in one of your classes in college? I, I, well, before you tell them about yours, I got to tell you mine. Okay. So I, I went to an IFB college. I am, I am truly a recovering fundamentalist, okay? Well, the first step is admitting it. <laughs> That's true. And I had a college professor that came in one day and he had his tie on. And this was in pastoral administration, okay? Now, now when you think of pastoral administration, what do you think of? Pastors? Uh, <laughs> well, well administration let I me mean, yeah. come on well probably bouncing the budget and yeah. you know all that kind of good stuff and you know so he walks in and he's got his tie on and it's it's really high up on his chest it's like it's i know only, those tie. it's only like three or four inches down it's like in the very middle of his chest okay so it's in the nipple region <laughs> might have been a little lower than okay. that but uh he he came in and he's going to talk to us not about Finances, mm-hmm. not about, you know, how to balance the budget, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. He's going to talk to us about what we should, as pastors, wear to church and how to wear our tie. <laughs> and so he tells us how we're supposed to wear our tie. He, and he bends over and he goes, Now, your tie, the bottom of your tie should touch your belt. So he bends over. And when he bends over, It's touching his belt, but then when he stands up, it's in the middle of his chest. So,
1: Professor Baby Tie is giving (laughs) you a lecture on how to wear a tie.
0: Exactly. Wow. Uh, I had another teacher. This was the same college. Dr. Ed Reese, God rest his poor soul. Why do people say that, by the way? (laughs) I have nothing.
1: (laughs) You have nothing? I have nothing.
0: Well, anyways, he he was sitting in college one a class one day. It's just a
1: he's from the Reese's candy uh, family. Uh, n- n-
0: no, no. Uh, well, uh, he'd be really. I guess he'd be rich if he was. Uh, but no, no, no. He he uh, he actually wrote the Reese's chronological Bible. I don't know if you have ever heard of that.
1: Oh, no yeah. idea. You have no idea. No idea.
0: <laughs> I can show you. I have one. There you uh, go. Did. did he autograph it? Uh, no, no. He was dead by the time I got <laughs> mine.
1: What'd you do to him? <laughs> <laughs> hope you like, got an alibi
0: you make coffee come out of my nose
1: let's be honest neither one of us would make it in prison
0: oh, no, no. no I definitely wouldn't hey boy
1: you got a pretty mouth uh, whatever Grab you say big deborah <laughs> we wouldn't even make it in a Lee's prison I'm big deborah I call the shots yes ma'am <laughs>
0: Yeah, we wouldn't do very well. Oh gosh. Well, anyways, Dr. Ed Reese. He was sent in class one day, and I can't remember the class, but he's he's teaching the class, and the way he taught class, he would he wouldn't look at you. He, <laughs> he would walk backwards and forwards, and all of a sudden, he stopped and paused, and no one knew what was going on. You know, because usually he's just talking and talking and talking and walking backwards and forwards. So he stops, he pauses. Yes, <laughs> it's a good thought. And he goes. Oh, no, Ethel. I left the garage door open. And he takes off out of the room and leaves.
1: What kind of neighborhood is he living in? Where he's <laughs>
0: freaking out like that? I don't know. I live in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get back. He was gone. <laughs> so we we were done with
1: class that day. Well, I had a professor one time tell me I was going to hell. Ooh. <laughs> Well, I mean, he was joking. What did you do? Again, FCC regulations will not let me share that. Well, I do have a funny story talking about funny things that happened in class. Um, so I went to Liberty University, loved it, had you know probably too much fun there. Uh, but I'll never forget, in one of my ministry classes, uh, we took a test. And once you're done with the test, usually the professor won't lecture. And so students were like, hey, can we leave? Can we go? All this kind of stuff. He's like, no, we're going to have lectures. And well, some of the kids are like, well, we're just going to go ahead and leave. And so I saw all these students getting up and leaving. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit here. So I went to leave. And I'll never forget. He said, if you walk out that door, you're going to hell. And I turned around and I said, see you there. And I <laughs> left. I didn't get the best grade in that class.
0: What uh, doesn't sound like it. Well, to get us in today's segment, we will be discussing, hey, look, it's a squirrel. Just kidding. My mom was telling me about my uh, daughter coming over, by the way, and I want to tell you this before we get into today's segment. My daughter went over to visit her this past weekend, and she carved out a pumpkin. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have a problem. The pumpkins? Uh, No, no. (laughs) My my parents. They actually, they've been capturing these and releasing them elsewhere. But they have a
1: problem with squirrels. (laughs) I thought you were going to say they have a problem. I'm like, yeah, look at their kids.
0: (laughs) That's true. But it, my daughter was carving this pumpkin. And so she was going to take it home with her. And dad went and put it in the back of the car and didn't even look at it. So they get to drop off my daughter. And here here she comes along. And my mom comes to the back and goes, what happened to your pumpkin? A squirrel had ate the face off the pumpkin." Oh my
1: goodness. <laughs> Is that the one out there? <laughs> On your porch? No, no, no. Oh, because you no. got one that looked like he had a little too much to drink.
0: <laughs> well, he may have. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that that's the side point. That's, thats see? Squirrel. See? <laughs> distractions. distractions. Uh, life, especially in the Northeast, is very fast-paced. It can be very distracting. And so today, we're going to be talking about the devil's distraction and our own homemade distractions. Mm. You can't say the devil made you do it. Nope. But he can bring about some things in your life that'll that'll help you distract yourself. Of course. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that, and, and we'll title this one, Deviously Disastrous Distractions.
1: Say that again without looking at the paper.
0: Deviously Disastrous Distractions. There you go. Say it three times fast.
1: No. Come
0: on, I know you can do it. I
1: can't even say my name half the
0: time. <laughs> the, <laughs> the devil wants us Christians to be distracted mm-hmm. from the main thing god his word and presenting the gospel to the lost and dying world that is the main thing and and he's done so well at distracting us with news
1: election hot topics oh i hate that store (laughs) that's every girl's dream shop every time i walk by to shake my head i'm like i hate this generation (laughs) uh politics is there an election coming up
0: uh yeah and so much more we we get so distracted
1: i've thought to myself brent if i could do something with all these election signs because i mean when they're over i mean people throw them away if I could build like a I mean, serious, like I was like, how could I use that for either the gospel? Like, you know, you could like make like little homes or something for the home. Like you could you could you take them because there's some big ones. Could you make like little mini shelters for people? Or make money off of them, something. I mean, they just throw them away. You know, I saw uh, sometimes I'll get on Facebook and I'll look
0: at uh, the uh, marketplace. Mm-hmm. So I was going through the marketplace and it came up this one that said free, slightly used Biden sign. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sounds like somebody stole that. <laughs> I think so. I would, would not go after that.
1: No, it's like that slightly used mattress. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> dude, I don't even like staying in hotels. I,
0: I wouldn't. Oh, gosh. I got to tell you a story about hotels, but go ahead.
1: Why don't you like staying in hotels? I'm a hotel snob. I know. We, you and I are going to go to the Southern Baptist Convention here in November together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, Brent, need to get a hotel. And I was like, hey, listen, Motel 6 is fine. They leave the lights on for you. And you're like, no. There's <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no way. L- l-
1: listen, I love how they say like a continental breakfast. And you go down, there's like cold pancakes. I was like, well, I guess it's just one continent. <laughs> My wife actually made me a hotel snob. Oh, really? A- and you know, she's—I like
0: she, how you deflect. She well, I, ha- I have to. Uh, years ago, I, I was applying at a church out mm-hmm. in Western Maryland, okay, and they were going to have me come out there and kind of get to know the church family and just make a decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, before I even got out there, I felt the moving of the Lord, and as I got closer, I said. Mm, <laughs> where I they put you at I had already decided before i'd even gotten but it, they put us in this hotel and well hotel quote unquote that
1: was i was a hotel
0: uh it was something it was something it was basically two trailer part, you know like those big uh trailers put together stacked on top of one another and as you walk down the floor the whole floor went up and down up and down you walk the outside
1: and the, and the prostitutes are like this was some great race <laughs>
0: It was bad. It was bad. You know,
1: cockroaches running all around floor. every single podcast. You bring roaches into, Well, you
0: know what? They're gross.
1: Well, I do have a gross story for you about hotels. You know, if you eat Popeye's, I'm sure you see them all the time. (laughs) That's all right. I'll never forget. Uh, So my wife and I were newlyweds. And so we evacuated because we lived in Texas. We evacuated from like two hurricanes in three months. And so I'll never forget one time we're like, let's, let's, you know, we're going to go up to Oklahoma, get away and everything. And so our, my mom actually came with us. And so three different cars, we were running from hurricane. And so we get to one and like, right when we're going to pay for it, it's a nice hotel, they're like, oh, we got an online order. We can't, you know, we've got to take their order ahead of yours. And I'm like, listen, would Abraham Lincoln change your mind? And his little friend, George Washington. Like, sir, you got to give us more than $6. <laughs> and um, they're like, there's one on the other side of town. So we go there we get out of the car and like, it is shady as I'll get out. And so we go in there and it smells like, like it's a mixture of dog and smoke. Like there was some dogs smoking in there or something. And I walk in there and I was like, I need two rooms. He's like, no. I was like, uh, one room. He goes, no, you leave now. And I was like, my bad, dude. And so I go to leave wow. and this lady was like, Hey, hold up. She's like, uh, we actually got two rooms, one for my, my husband and then one for my kids, but we don't feel safe. We're going to let our kids stay with us. You can have our room. I said, well, I'll, I'll pay you for it. Of course I said but can I check it out first? And she's like, yeah. So she gave us a number start walking. There's guys out there grilling. They start whistling at my wife, and my mom. Oh my and I'm like, don't look, don't look. I'm like, just keep on walking. There's a bunch of them and one of me. And I do not mind outrunning y'all. Uh, <laughs> and so we get there and it hadn't been clean since like the Johnson administration. Like I was waiting for the chalk outline. It was nasty. I was like, all right guys, we got a couple options. Either we sleep in this and we get some kind of disease that you'll never wash off. I said, or else we go get sheets from Walmart. or we sleep in Walmart parking lot? And so we end up sleeping in the Walmart parking lot. I don't,
0: I don't blame you. It was shady. Well, you know, if, if my wife and I had a choice between sleeping in a motel six or just continuing driving, we would continue driving You're
1: such a snob. Uh,
0: yes. I I'm sorry. That's why, you know, you asked, well, can I choose the hotel? And, uh, <laughs> that's and, why And then I'm like, oh, I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking right now.
1: <laughs> what would Tombo Dad say? Listen, I love motel six. It's better than motel five. Uh,
0: well, gosh, well that maybe that's why motel fives aren't around anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you know, we do live in a world that's that's dragging us in a thousand different directions. Let me ask you this question. What are some of your every week obligations? Mm, Well, I mean,
0: well, I, I cook i'm actually the cook around really there. yes uh every once in a while my general cook uh but i i i am the main chef if you look in the kitchen there above the 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 sink you can't see it now from where we're sitting but if you go in there and look it says chef chef brent
1: well she was giggling when you said this i turned around and she was laughing <laughs> has she listened to any of our podcasts
0: yet? Uh, no <laughs> I keep telling her, you know, uh, you, we have 103 people listening. They listen to it, but uh,
1: not you. That's you're not. Well, listening. I asked Heidi what she thought about that. And she's like, man, Brent has got the, the voice for a radio. And she looked at me and she said, and baby, you got the face for a radio.
0: <laughs> I highly doubt she said that to you. I really do.
1: And if she's listening to, does she listen
0: to it? Sometimes. Sometimes. That's how bored she is. <laughs> That's how bored she is. That's why I keep saying it, you know, the two listeners. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm distracted. Oh, what'd you ask? Oh, what are wh- your wh- weekly
1: wh- obligations? Before you do that, I do want to give a shout out. We do have some listeners from Ireland and Singapore. Thank you, guys.
0: <laughs> One. <Yeah. laughs>
1: Thank you, O'Flanahan. <laughs>
0: They're probably not going to listen after our Irish joke in the first episode.
1: Probably not. The
0: obligation, I say, well, one of, them is, one of them is cooking, and I don't mm. always cook. There's every once in a while, I'll go, okay, it's leftovers. Mm. Um, because, you know, it just gets so overwhelmed.
1: You're a hotel snob, but you'll eat leftovers?
0: Um, I said I would give it to the, the kids. That's what oh. I <laughs> but uh, I will uh, – I have to work, of course. And <laughs> Glad to hear that. you have got to make money for the house. That's one of the one of the things that has to be – Uh, done. And then every once in a while we have to take the kids somewhere. We have to pick up the kids or always something going on. We've got cheerleading practice and all these other things that we have to go to. It's constant. There's always stuff. Not me. I don't. Please
1: tell me you're at the bottom of the pyramid.
0: (laughs) No, I'm on top. (laughs) Those
1: poor little kids. (laughs) An avalanche. Earthquake. Earthquake. I remember when life was crazy when we planted Braveheart. You know, I was working about 70 hour weeks and on top of uh, finishing up a degree, and it was just crazy. Like, I felt like my kids even forgot who I, who I was. Wow. You know, they would walk in and like, who's that strange man? Do I call him Papa? And so it was just really crazy. You know, I do know for one thing for sure. That do when I call we're, him Mr. Clean? Mr. Clean. Mr. You like how I shave my head you like that? <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I do know one thing for sure, that when we're on our deathbed, surrounded by our loved ones, I know one thing we're not going to say. Ethel, I left the garage door open. No, <laughs> no, We won't say, I wish I would have worked more hours. No, no, we won't. You're you're absolutely right. There's no way that that we're going to do that.
0: And and, and There's been times where I'm like, well, I got to get this done, get this Mm -hmm. done. And then i work like eight, nine, 10, 11 hours for my secular job. And then I'll get off of there and then work on stuff for the church. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I'm done in the evening, I'm going, I haven't had enough time to spend with my wife. I Mm -hmm. haven't had enough time to spend with my kids. And that that's the problem. That is the problem that this, the world has right now. Mm. We're, we're too distracted by too many things.
1: Well, yesterday was rough for, for myself. You know, I had to get up kind of early and my day started at 530 and really probably didn't end until about eight o'clock. You know, you texted me, you needed something, you needed me to email you something. And uh, you're texting me like, Hey, can you send that? And I'm like, I just got my driveway. I'll oh, do like it. it. And it's like, some days are just crazy, and I, and I get that there's crazy days you can't help, but when those become habitual, when they become a habit, when they become the norm, mm-hmm. we're really not great
0: at prioritizing. No, we're not. Well, there's so many things that distract us from what matters most in the world. Uh, we, ha- we have to start by establishing a set time mm. for things that matter most. Mm-hmm. You know, First and foremost, God is number one. Mm-hmm. I have said this a million times as a pastor in sermons, dealing with marriage counseling, all these different things. I have said it over and over again. It goes God,
1: mm-hmm. your spouse, your children, your church, and then work. So I use a triangle principle with counseling newlyweds, those who are about to get married, those who have been married for a while. Is This is that God is on top of that triangle. He's a top point, And you're mm-hmm. at one side at the bottom and your spouse is on the other. And as you grow closer to God, you'll grow closer to each other. But God has got to be number one or else you will stay apart.
0: Yeah, and if we get those out of order, it can make a mess of things in our lives.
1: Well, I believe that good things can stop us from great things. I agree. Now, if I offered you spam or steak, which one would you take? Spam all the way. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's gross. What is spam? You don't want to know. Uh, yeah, probably not. See, work is great, but work will always be there. There will always be that one more thing you have to do. But follow me on this one. Before the ink on your obituary is dry, your company will be looking for your replacement. That's true. But your family won't do that. Your kids won't be like, dad will be missed. Mom, we need a new dad. <laughs> I don't know. They might. I guess
0: so. <laughs> they might. Well, in that tower that we mentioned just a moment ago, God, spouse, children, it's very important that we do not get those out of order. For example, it's a good thing to take care of children, you know. Years ago, my, my youngest son, we had this high little changing table and he was laying on it and basically what happened was I reached down to get a diaper and when I did that, he decided to roll over. Mm. And he went to fall off and he grabbed a hold of the changing table. Well, what I, I didn't know is he actually broke his arm. Oh, my. And we had no clue. You know, he's running around like nothing was wrong. And then every once in a while, the only, the only reason we acknowledged it was uh, yeah, they're going to call the, we're going to get in trouble c- to call CPS. CPS. C- c- <laughs> c- but uh, he'd run around, and he'd fall. And when he fell and hit the, the ground and caught he himself, brace himself. He, he would hit his arm and cry. And then grab his arm and then he'd be done that. So we finally took him to the doctor, found out that he had broken his arm. Oh my goodness. You know, so you should really take care of your children not be <laughs> such a bad father. But, but, but do not make your children more important than your spouse. Mm. A lot of times in these marriages, when they have children, they make the children more important than your spouse. And that actually causes a lot of problems and a lot of issues in marriages. And and listen, your kids are going to grow up. They're going to go away and you're going to be left with that person for the rest of your life.
1: One's a stranger then, because when your life revolves around your children mm-hmm. and listen, children you know, are a blessing from God. We should invest in them you know, we're going to talk about this later, but you know, what happens is these people, they, their lives revolve around their children, their children grow up, they go off to college, military, career, wherever it may be. And they look at their spouse and they're a stranger to them. Mm -hmm. They stop dating their spouse. Yeah. And that's, that's
0: what I wanted to say here is make sure that you don't make the children or work more important than your relationship with, with, with your wife and then make sure that work is not more important than your relationship with your kids. Date nights are important. I, I really in fact, you know, when we first started talking, I told you that I've I, I, I volunteer my kids that they would they would definitely babysit if you and your wife wanted to go out and do something. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you know, I, I think dates are are very important. I encourage any marriage to keep it real, keep mm-hmm. it fresh, so the devil doesn't get in and destroy it. Did you know that the
1: Bible says in First yes. Peter
0: three uh-huh. seven? <laughs> do you
1: know what I'm gonna read? First Peter three seven.
0: Yes, I am going to read First Peter three seven. But in First Peter three seven, it actually tells you that your prayers will be hindered if your relationship with your spouse is not on key. Mm. And let me read that to you.
1: Will you the original language, please?
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Let me try. I really? I can't do that. <laughs> wow, I was impressed. So here it says, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that people get that confused.
1: Big Deborah would not like
0: that verse. No, she'd be very upset with me. Since they are heirs with you of the grace of life so that your prayers may not be hindered. Mm. We, our prayers would be hindered. Uh, It doesn't mean God's not going to hear them, but they're going to be hindered. The answer is going to be hindered because of the lack of a relationship we have with our spouse. So make sure you keep that On point. Well,
1: I think for many people, especially pastors, work can become an idol. Uh, we were talking before we started, I said, you know, I I finished up a degree and really it was an idol because to me, I wanted to prove that I was talented enough, smart enough, educated enough, whatever you want to call it. And really in the process, I really didn't need that degree. And it really cost me a lot of time with my children or Saturdays. You know, we work all week and Saturdays I would work for many hours and stuff. And I'd go outside. We had a screened in port and I would tell my kids, sorry, I can't play catch. Sorry, I can't do this. I can't go with y'all. I can't do this. can't do that. And I look back now, and I'm like, I wish I would have spent that time with my kids. Uh, as odd as it may sound, I think I would have grown closer to the Lord through just spending time with my family and enjoying the blessings of having children, compared to you know taking those courses online. Yeah. You know, and there, I mean, hear me out. There are some lazy passers out there. What? There are some lazy passers out there, but most of them are not.
0: My wife is going to come in. I'm going to go ahead and tell her. She's going to come in and take a picture. We have a it. special guest. Uh, we have a special guest today. Would you like to talk? Yes, yeah, she ain't going to talk. But uh, Are right, you
1: taking a picture? Sucking your gut? Yeah,
0: no, no, that's right. Straighten up, suck in your gut. Let's get the picture taken. We want to show, we muscles. Wanna, we wanna show you that we're actually, here, let's, let's show our cups oh. in our picture. We want to show you that we are actually, um, you know, put this on Facebook so that people can uh, see that we actually do these podcasts and we're not just <laughs> paying actors to do this.
1: Listen, people might want their money back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the whole two of them from Ireland. Yeah. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. But That's not what we're really talking about. There are some lazy pastors, but not many. But here's the thing. Go ahead.
1: Well, Andy Stanley has a book called, and it's really good, called Choosing to Cheat. Are you calling cheat. Andy Stanley
0: lazy? No. <laughs> okay.
1: He has a book called Choosing to Cheat When Family and Work Collide. And and he says this, when we choose one thing over another, we cheat the one and give loyalty to the other. So what deserves our loyalty in our lives? You know, think about that. What deserves loyalty in our lives? And, you know, we're really going to flush that out today. But talking about cheating, I do have a funny story. So when I was in high school, I took German. I didn't take Spanish, which probably would have helped. We do have a high population of Germans in Central Texas. But the problem is I'm not from Central Texas. And so the only reason I took German was because if you failed the test, you could retake it. And so, our German teacher, she, Frau Now, uh, you know, was very intimidating. Frau means miss. And I saw you looking at me. Debra and so, no. yeah. And so she would get up in the morning and lift weights and swim. And she was probably six foot four. What was her name Big Deborah? <laughs> Not Big Deb. No, her name was Frau Now. And so, straight up German. You know, you had people teaching class. I'm teaching Spanish. My name is Miss Jones. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not teaching it. She was straight up German and very intimidating lady. And so I'll never forget one time I had to retake a test, do something, and I decided to cheat. So I made me a little cheat sheet and everything. And so I'm sitting there. I'm the only one in class. I'm facing the door. And so I can tell if she walks in or not. And I will never forget this. I don't know where she came from. I don't know if she has magical German lady powers, but all of a sudden she was behind me and she grabbed my arm. Talk about jump eight feet in the air and, you know, and she grabbed it and she looked at it and Brent, I'll never forget what she said. I'd rather she had cussed me out in German because honestly, I wouldn't have understood half of it. But she said this to me I thought you were one of those Christians. Oh, Man, talk about a straight drop kick to the soul. Yeah. And I went back to apologize to her the next day. She didn't want to hear it. And it was it really made an impact on me talking about cheating. And so what I did was I, I was cheating the test, you know, and giving loyalty to being lazy and not studying. And so, you know, the class was interesting. I did uh, learn a little bit. I did retain some of it. I worked at a grocery store. Shout out to Albertsons uh, 365 in New England, Texas. It's actually closed now. But I'll never forget these ladies. Uh, were, I could tell they were speaking German. I asked them, I said, hey, listen, listen, I'm taking German. Can I can I speak some to you? And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's just cool. And, and so <laughs> you like that? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, das ist gut. And, and so I sung a oh Christmas tree to them. Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum. They just started laughing. The greatest thing I ever learned from German class was this. Brent, do you know what the word pumpernickel means in German? Bread. Nope. I'm not making this up. <laughs> okay. It means fart goblin. <laughs> It's loosely translated "fart goblin." I'm not making that up.
0: That's great. That's great. Well, you know what? We're we're coming to the end of our segment here, uh, so let's go ahead and close out on the segment with uh, what what'd you what you say?
1: "Fart goblin." <laughs> pumpernickel means "fart goblin." <laughs> so next time you ever need something in German, just start yelling out "fart goblin." Uh, pumpernickel. Pumpernickel.
0: It sounds better as "fart goblin." Fart, <laughs> I,
1: I call my kids little pumpernickels. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Well, let's take a break and uh, we'll be right back.
1: And we're back. Hey, tell Big Deb I'll call her back. Oh, we're back? Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're back. Okay. We're back. Hey, I believe, honestly, Brenton, God deserves our attention. You know, yes. I, I really hate leftovers, <laughs> unless it's gumbo. But I do have a funny joke for Do you. you know why Adam and Eve were not Cajun? No, why? They would have passed on the fruit and ate the snake. <laughs> But seriously, I mean so many times we give God our leftovers. You know, here's our leftover time, I'll serve, here's my leftover energy, here's my leftover money. Imagine how well that would go over with the bank or landlord when you're like, here's my leftover rent money, here's my leftover money for my mortgage. Mm-hmm. You know, Luke ten twenty seven says this to love God with all your heart, your soul, your strength, your mind. You know, and honestly, none of that sounds like leftovers or scraps that you give God at the end of the day. That's
0: right. You know, I want to share a verse with you as well at this point in time. I was reading in some devotionals the other day, and I came upon it, and I thought it was really good. It's in Deuteronomy chapter number 32, verses 44 to 47. I'm going to read it to you here. It says, Moses came and uh, recited all the words of this song. We were just talking about the song here just, just a few minutes ago. Uh, in the hearing of the people, he and Joshua, the son of Nun, and when Moses had finished speaking all these words to all Israel. So basically, Moses was singing a song about praises of God and what he had done. He truly couldn't be uh, an independent fundamental Baptist. I'm sorry. He, he would be a recovering fundamentalist. A, for sure. You
1: and I are from two different worlds. He wrote
0: a new song. <laughs> you know, we got to stick to the old hymns from the 50s. All right. So, oh, gosh. What, what's their, oh,
1: definitely lost what's their name? That wrote, what's the name of the lady who wrote all those hymns? Fanny Crosby? Fanny Crosby. Every time I was a kid, when I see her name, I'd always laugh. <laughs> they were actually good songs. I mean, I'm no, not. No, yeah. her name, Fanny. <laughs> it means your butt. <laughs> 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 okay.
0: Back to the spiritual things here. <laughs> Moses wrote a new song, and in verse 46 it says, He said to them, Take to heart all the words by which I am warning you today that you may command them to your children, that they may be careful to do all the words of this law. And this is what I wanted you to get. For it is no empty words for you, but your very life. Mm. The Word of God needs to be our life. Making the Word of God our life helps us to give God our full attention. The Word of God and our relationship with Him should be considered our life.
1: Well, you know, I I think a lot of times we have good intentions, but let me tell you this. Good intentions will not define you. Action will. A lot of times people are like, you know, I want to spend time with God more. I want to have a quiet time. I want a devotional time. I want to do this. I do that. And they think good intentions, you know, is enough, but really you're not defined by your intentions. You're defined by your actions. I think about a treadmill. You ever had a treadmill in your home? Yes. And so we're off like, man, I'm going to lose. And we I say crazy stuff, like, man, I'm going to lose 75 pounds in two weeks. I'm going to get on that treadmill. And, and honestly, within like a week or two, it's just a place for you to hang up clothes. You just throw clothes on it. Yeah, then, we
0: had a clothes hamper like that once. Yes. Yeah.
1: The intention is I'm going to use this treadmill and I'm going to lose weight. Nobody has lost weight by good intentions. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to do right. I'm going to exercise. But until you do it, nothing will change. And a lot of times people have good intentions about spending time with God. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to be there. And they think intentions are good enough, but really until they make an action, they make a change, nothing's going to change. That's right. Sometimes you just got to plan it. You got to write it down saying, you know, I'm going to have a quiet time this time. You know, with new Christians and even mature believers, I tell them set aside time with God. You know, get alone, turn off your cell phone, turn off the TV, put the computer away and plan time with God. You know, Psalm 63 one says this. Oh, God, you are my God early. I will seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. What's, what's he saying here? God is my top priority. Like you make time for things that matter to you. Yeah. Um, my son plays flag football, by the way, we're four, one and one. If you're wondering, still <laughs> looking for a sponsor. You know, one thing that matters to me is watching him play football. And so I will make time to be there. You know, my life is full of obligations, requirements, things I've got to do and be and all this kind of cool stuff. But for me, I'm going to be there because it matters to him. So whenever I find out when his game is, I'm not doing anything else. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be distracted by other people, other things. You know, I, I guard that you know, with tenacity. So, you know, we make time for things that matter to us and a lot of times God gets to leftovers. You know, Well, I'll I'll read my Bible when I get home or I'll do it later. Hey, I'll volunteer when things calm down, when the hustles of life slow down, but that really never happens, does it? No, no, and God, God
0: wants our undivided attention. See, we get so distracted by everything. He, he, he deserves our undivided attention. Uh, years ago in college, I had this professor, and he taught Daniel and Revelation. And uh, this man, I tell you what, when he was teaching, he had he had not our undivided attention but he had undivided attention himself Hmm. to what he was teaching Uh, we would be in the back ready to ask a question i mean literally standing on top of the desk waving our arms and he's so busy teaching he's looking up looking down but never looking out to see what everybody wanted to ask because he had undivided attention on what he was teaching if we could only have some undivided attention with our relationship with god Mm-hmm. It, it would be. It would be great. It would be. It would change America. I, I really do, do believe that it would change our relationships. You, you know, think about friendships. Uh, how do you develop a friendship? I mean, I have really good development of friendships. I, I mean, my friend Fred. He, he's. He's. I keep him in a tote in the garage. So you know, that's how you keep relationships fresh.
1: If nobody's listened to this podcast before, they're wondering what is a psychopath <laughs> talking about. <laughs>
0: Fred's a puppet, but anyway, you know it's it's very important that you keep your friends. If you want to develop a friendship, you have to call them, you mm-hmm. have to talk to them, you have to spend time with them, you have to uh, get to know them. You have to. You, th- that's the same thing with God. You, if you, in order to develop your relationship with God, you've got to get in the Word of God and not get distracted by work, by money, by sleep, by whatever. I, I tell people
1: this: that you spell honestly, you spell love T I M E. That's with God, that's with your spouse, that is with your children, that's with friends. If you don't spend time with them, you never develop those relationships. And a lot of times, Christians never go deeper in their walk with God than Jesus loves me. And don't get me wrong, that's a you know basic principle of the faith, and that is life-changing. But God wants us to go deeper in our walk with Him, and that takes us loving Him. Well, how do I love Him? T-I-M-E. And I don't mean that in a legalistic way. What I'm saying is to set time to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Life has been a little crazy for us. You know, I'm not a morning person at all. Um, It's, you know, but I, with this job I have, I work in the school system. I've got to go to bed early. So for me, it's like, okay, I'm not a morning person, but my day doesn't end till really 630 at night and I come home and I'm tired. I've got to spend time with the kids, help them study for tests, spend time with my wife. And so for me to have a quiet time, I've had to get up at 530. Mm. And to be honest with you, it has been rough at times. But the longer I've started doing it, it's becoming more and more of a habit and it's easier. So listen, we make time for things that matter to us. 530, Well, I, at first I I thought there was just a 5.30 in the afternoon. I didn't know there was a 5.30 in the morning. I I honestly thought it was a myth like Bigfoot or his Canadian cousin, Sasquatch, (laughs) but you schedule what matters to you. Um, I I thought this was really neat. I heard an illustration one time. There was a a man who was a trainer. He trained athletes. This football player came to him and said, will you train me? He said, yeah, I'll I'll train you to be a better athlete. He said, meet me at seven o'clock on the beach. So the trainers out there, the guy didn't show up till nine o'clock says, listen, I want you to run in the sand. Guy did a little bit, but he gave half an effort. He was half hearted in it. I want you to do this. I want to do that. And the guy just really wasn't giving everything he had. So the trainer said, listen, come out in the water with me. Takes him to the water. He says, all right, what do I do now? The trainer shoved his head underwater, shoved his head underwater for a while. Eventually came up and guys gasping for air, gasping for air, just struggling to breathe. So why did you do that? He said, listen, you need a desire to be successful as much as you desire your next breath. Mm. In the same way, we need to desire God more than our next breath. That's when you grow in your walk with God. When God is just not on the list, He is the list. Yeah. I'm not a night owl. I, I, or I am a night owl. Not about a, that's about I say. You know,
0: I am a night owl. I am not a morning person. I, you know, I've never, ever been a morning person. I cannot force myself to go to sleep at night. I, I will lay there in bed and just look around and, and they make medicine for that you know, eventually. Yeah, that's true. Eventually I will fall asleep. I love laying in bed and, and you know, talking to my wife, who's already asleep. <laughs> uh, she, she, the other night it was so funny. I probably shouldn't tell this story. Don't tell her, you know, I was laying in bed and she looked at me she rolled over and she goes 55. I go, what? She's 55. I said 55. She goes, Yeah. <laughs> It's like okay, fifty five. All right, well, don't you, don't you say that? You know, I, I will I I have a, I struggle with that. And then I don't want to get up in the morning. But the reason I tell all this is listen, you, you you've got to find a time and I encourage you to get up in the morning. But if, if, if morning is not a good time for you, and you know, he Dusty, you just read the verse a few moments ago, which I completely messed up. But, you know, y- y- you read the just a moment ago about early in the morning when I'll seek you. And I encourage you to do that. But if you're not a morning person, mm-hmm. sometimes that's hard to do. Sure, I had a conversation with a pastor friend here just recently, just a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about how his wife is a huge night out, worse than me. I mean, stays up late, 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 late. Mm-hmm. She, she actually has a hard time staying awake in the morning when she would read devotion. Mm-hmm. So she decided there would be more app or easy for her to read it at night. So at nighttime, she'll get up and she will read uh, the Word of God before she goes to bed. If if you have a problem with that, find a time that works for you. Don't get distracted and not not do your devotion.
1: But make a make a time to do it. You know, we talked about don't let what's good stop you from what's great. And mm-hmm. so in my mind, it's like okay, what's good? Sleep. But what's great? Spending time with God. Yeah. And so whether you do it in the noon, whether you do it in the morning, it doesn't matter as long as you do it. But get away with the distractions. Turn off the television. Get away. And here's the deal. God's not expecting you to spend an hour in a quiet time. You know, it may just be one chapter. It may be one small devotional. But here's the deal. When we spend time with God and his word, his word gets inside of us.
0: Yeah, and and maybe you have time after lunch or before, whenever it works best for you. But don't let the devil or your flesh talk you out of it. However, it works best for you, do it. I used to walk around the church building. This is this is how I would do my devotions. I would get up, and I'm not again, I'm not a morning person, so I go over to the church, and and I used to walk around the church building while I was reading my Bible. You know, running into the pews. You know, about to it. say, uh, but but you know, with four kids at that time, and staying up late, and getting up early, and teaching in the Christian school, and pastoring, I would, I would literally be falling asleep at my desk. Let me ask you a question: Have you ever, have you ever fallen asleep
1: in, on the job? Well, I figured a trick. It's what you do: if somebody walks in, you just raise your head up real quick and you say, "In Jesus' name, Amen."
0: <laughs> it's pretty good. When I never learned that one, uh, I was, uh, I was a pastor uh, at a church in Glen Burnie, Maryland. I was assistant pastor. I was children's pastor, mm-hmm. and I was so exhausted. Now, I used to live in Littlestown, Pennsylvania. And I worked in Glenburning, Maryland, mm-hmm. so I had to leave my house at five fifty. If I left after that, I wouldn't get to the church until ten or eleven o'clock because that's how bad traffic was. Mm-hmm. So you had to leave at five fifty to get there at seven thirty, and so I was getting up early. and I, There was just one day that I was absolutely beat. I couldn't, I couldn't keep my eyes open. So I just you know, shut the door, locked the doors, closed the
1: blinds. And I just laid on the floor and <laughs> took <it>. I listened. <laughs> Jesus took a lot of naps. G- well. He did. Listen, he's like, you got issues. Deal, deal, with them. I'm going to take a nap. You know, so That's true. Jesus took a lot of naps. <laughs> I, I think one of the most spiritual things you can do is rest. What did he tell Elijah is like, here, eat some food, take a nap. You know, I mean, and this is before My Pillow, and so now we can sleep even better. This segment is brought to you by My Pillow. Oh mm. man, love you, Mike Lindell. Love hey, you, buddy.
0: Maybe, 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 maybe that'd be a sponsor there. So there's so many Christians that do not or have never read the Bible I mean, yeah. <laughs> or, or, or read it completely through. And I encourage you to start a reading plan. Um, mm-hmm. Start in the Gospel of John, not Revelation
1: or Numbers. Well, Numbers is good. You know why? When I was in high school and college, I always walk up to girls and be like, hey, I've been reading the book of Numbers. I noticed something. What's, and they'd be like, what's that? I don't have yours. <laughs> I didn't say it worked. I just said <laughs> oh, I did it. It' that is so bad. Are you an angel
0: are you a fallen angel because you fell from heaven
1: <laughs> Is your daddy a farmer because I wish I could plant a whole crop of you okay
0: this is this, this you is drop bad. a su-
1: you drop a sugar packet hey you dropped your name tag
0: uh, you know how I learned not to uh, talk to women on two pastors in a podcast <laughs> <laughs> to, to get you started on your reading. Uh, I, I am actually putting together one. I've, I've been talking about this for a long time. I've been talking, you know, I, I've got some book ideas I want to write.
1: Song of Psalms is a great place to start.
0: Uh, <laughs> Well, like I said, get a devotional book. I'm actually working on one, and I started uh, to put it together. And I, I used to do these Marvelous Mondays podcasts. Mm-hmm, yeah. I haven't been doing it in a while. I got distracted.
1: I've noticed the Mondays have not been nearly as marvelous since <laughs> it stopped.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. You do not even, even listen to it. Have yeah, I have. Really? Are you serious? I've listened
1: to half of one.
0: Okay, yeah, that's what I thought.
1: Uh, it's not that long. It's only like five minutes long. <laughs> I'm busy. You're being a distraction. <laughs>
0: Well, anyways, I, I didn't think people were really listening. Uh, so I, I thought, well, you know what? I can put this into devotional. would be something that uh, people could get out on Mondays. There'll be their Monday devotional. Yeah. And it'll be uh, you know, a Monday every every Monday for the year and read this verse and have a little spiel and one for every Monday. So I think that would be an encouragement. So get a devotional book yeah. just to start you off. Start off small. Don't sit there and think, well, I'm going to read for an hour. No, 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 no. It, you know, start with five minutes. Yeah. Work I've, your way up.
1: I used to, even when I was a student pastor, uh, we had these really neat Bibles that they were made for teenagers. It was cool. Like they could even like, you know, draw pictures of the scriptures on the side and stuff. It was really neat. And I would tell the kids, listen, even if you gotta go to you know, listen, how much time do you spend in the restroom? I was like, listen, read the scriptures on the toilet. I mean, whatever it takes, we'll edit this out. no, (laughs) No?
0: is that blackmail? (laughs) No, we're not editing that out because that that, that is actually, you know, it's funny because that's where my kids like to say, you're always in the restroom. You know what I'm doing in there, right? I'm reading.
1: I'm like, I'm praying for your (laughs) salvation. (laughs) But in all seriousness, we start that our, our, you know, priorities is God. But, you know, honestly, our focus really after God is our family. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, our attention after God, the focus of our heart after God has got to be our family. Mm -hmm. It don't matter who you are, what your ministry is. Your greatest ministry is your family. Yes. And this is going to make some people mad, and that's okay. But the family was ordained before the church. Mm-hmm. The family always comes before the church. That's right? Notice I didn't say God. I said the church. Mm-hmm. And if this upsets you, you can email us at couldn't care less at gmail.com. Or you can email us at second opinions
0: don't matter at gmail.com. Jesus tells us this. He
1: will grow the church. And he just goes to tell us to love our wives, our family. You know, I had a meeting. It was really interesting. I had a meeting with uh, some leaders and stuff last night. And it was really interesting that this was brought up. And I thought it was really interesting because I'm like, man, I'm talking about that tomorrow. And, you know, we talked about this. How do you spell love? Reese's peanut butter
0: cups. Yeah.
1: It's time. T-I-M-E. Plan time with your family and guard it with your life. And Satan will throw in distractions. People need something. Listen. If you have other people in the church use them to do ministry while you spend time with your family because spending time with your family will recharge your battery. You can't give from a well that is empty.
0: Hey, take time for your wives, guys. I mean seriously, wives are, are very important to you. As I said earlier, you know, when your children are grown and gone, you're going to be left with and you don't want to as you as Dusty said a stranger. You want somebody that you know. Take time to spend with your wife. My my wife I got to tell you about my wife's maiden name few months actually it was probably about a year ago i took i would take my wife out on dates and we would go places and Mm -hmm. so every once in a while we'll travel a long distance we'll travel for a little while and we went down to uh port royal virginia (laughs) yes Uh, right up the road from me (laughs) well we're very very are you serious yeah, Port Royal. Oh, really, we we like to go on these trips. We like to see historical places and all these things. And we didn't know that Port Royal, Virginia, was historical. Did you know that? Uh,
1: it's got a gas station.
0: Yeah, there's not much there. Horns. Uh, there's a couple rundown buildings. Hmm. Uh, you don't know, do you?
1: I really I don't go. I don't go south. I go north.
0: Okay, well, I got to tell you about this. So we we get down there, and my main my wife's maiden name. I keep saying my my maiden name. My wife's maiden name. Did you take her name? Is Booth. No. It's Booth, <gasps> like oh, like the guy that killed the president. Yeah, John Wilkes Booth. Okay, now I don't know that they're related. Okay, we we have actually I would talked say that about too. it, and we don't we don't think that they actually are killer. <laughs> but uh, we we went down to Port Royal, Virginia, and I did not know this. You know, we were going there. We we're going to see you know this this historical place, and come to find out that that is where John Wilkes Booth was supposedly killed. What? Yes, it was right outside of Port Royal, Virginia. Uh, You're talking about just like an hour down the road. Yeah.
1: Are you serious? Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's actually a sign. You go down the road, and there's a sign down the road on the side of the road that says this was a, you know, about a few hundred yards from here was where the barn was where he was shot. Really? But I thought it was funny because I took her on this date, and all of a sudden, here we are at John Wilkes Booth's death site.
1: Where her great-great-great-granddaddy was, was killed.
0: <laughs> no, they weren't. I don't think they were actually related, but we do pick on them about that. And, and we live on Booth Court. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, that's creepy. That is creepy. Take your wives on trips. You know, I, I, my wife and I like to go on trips. We just recently went to a trip on to Lost Wages. (laughs) Lost Wages. (laughs) Um, I'd never been there, and so we went. No, we didn't do any gambling. Okay, I didn't walk through the casinos though.
1: People, they asked Jerry Falwell one time. They're like Jerry. If somebody won the lottery, would you take the tithe off of it? And he said, "Why wouldn't I?" He said, "The devil's had the money long enough." So listen, Brent. If New Beginnings doesn't want to take the tithes off, somebody won the lottery. Braveheart will. <laughs> Okay, I'll remember that. But what I'm saying is, you know, we went
0: to this this lost wages, and we I'm such a pagan. I I, I talked to my wife. We and I'm you know like I said I, earlier, I'm a chef. I like to cook. I like to watch sometimes, not all the time, because who has time to watch TV? But I like to watch Gordon Ramsay. And yes, he's it, not a very good guy. Is that the race car driver? <laughs> no, no, oh. no, no, not Jeff Gordon. Oh, Gordon Ramsay. We decided to go to Hell's Kitchen. Listen, I <laughs> uh, I am not a fancy person okay? you're such a liar you want to stay at motel I, six well other than that but you know when it comes to food and we sat there and we ate that food and i'm sorry gordon i know you're not going to support us in our podcast and but it really wasn't that great and jen and i both looked at each other and goes you know what we like good we like food we like good food but we are just not the snobby so the point of what i'm telling you is this okay it doesn't have to be something fancy it could be something simple spend time with your wives
1: well you know and talking about children and wives like you know it doesn't have to be a trip to disney Mm -hmm. you know i mean disney would be fun and i love my kids just not enough to spend thousands of dollars to stand in huge lines
0: and then realize that you're the dumbo that you're standing in line for yeah
1: exactly exactly i like jim gaffigan too (laughs) i almost put that in there myself
0: (laughs) it's okay that's why i said it
1: yeah (laughs) Mm. Hey, we're talking about finding what your family likes to do and do it. You know, Brent, my kids love a game they love to play, and it's called Let Daddy Nap. (laughs) Obviously, that is not true. If you have children, you haven't slept in years. But they love to watch and play football. Now, I grew up playing basketball. That's kind of my favorite sport, but they love football. So we do things that revolve around what they like to do. You know, we'll watch games, we'll play. We just make it a thing that we do in spending time with them is football. No, mine like to play board
0: games and video games. And for some odd reason, they like to play Let's See How Hard We Can Punch Dad.
1: It's a classic. <laughs> um, Brent, let me ask you this. What does your wife like to do?
0: Well, there's two things that she likes to do. Okay. First thing that she likes to do is she likes to work. She actually loves working. I, I tell you, uh, if she's not working at the computer for a job, she's working on something in the house. And then, uh, you know, and then eventually she gets to the point where she crashes. So that's the first thing that she likes to do. The second thing that she likes to do is she likes to go on Facebook. Facebook marketplace, mm. and look for things to buy for Brianna. Uh, she, she will spend hours and hours. And I love it. She'll come up to me and she'll go, Hey, I, I found this, this outfit for her, you know, to take a look at it. I go, Oh, that's cute. And then she'll go, Oh, well, we got to go pick it up. And I'm like, oh. okay, you got to go pick it up. And then it'll be like New York city where she just, came, <laughs> she just walked by and gave me a face. Uh,
1: uh, I've got a feeling that's the first time that face has been used. (laughs) No, it's not. It's like New York City. We got to pick up that. (laughs) They're always like, when we do pickups, we always do it because we do the same thing, marketplace and everything. And we always meet like at a Target because, or, you know, something like that because we've ended up in places where it's like sketches. I'll get out. Like, I may not make it back. Like I'm going to end up on Dateline.
0: Well, we never had that problem because she she tends to uh, find the places and uh, she does a good job. But that's what she loves to do. She loves to spend hours looking for things for Brianna.
1: Well, my wife loves watching murder mystery shows. Uh, oh and for, boy. yeah. And for some reason, it's always the husband getting murdered. So Lifetime. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lifetime. You know, if you watch enough those movies, they'll make you hate men. Yeah. Like I get done watching, I'm like, I'm so disgusted with myself. <laughs> But no, like we'll, we'll watch it. And, you know, she really likes them so much that I've said, if anything happens to me, start the investigation with her. <laughs> so my wife and I both work at Frederick Christian School. And so at the end of the day, I was like, hey, I'm going to go by and see her. And I walked in and she's like, hey, I got this cupcake for you. Well, the problem was the night before we've been watching a murder mystery where somebody poisoned food and killed people. And she's like, I got this for you. Take a bite. And I'm like, um, you first. <laughs> and so I went to my oldest and he's like, oh, I've got nothing to eat for snack time. I'm like, I got something for you here you go cupcake <laughs> he seems to be doing fine oh well that's
0: good that's good yeah you know, i actually watched one the other day that uh, the lady gave antifreeze to her uh to her husbands and so this is like how many husbands she have she, well it was she went through two Thought maybe the morning and then she tried to kill her daughter by doing the same thing because and then
1: wrote like this uh letter because they
0: they were fight, figuring it out you know that she had done it
1: well when when it's, she buys stock and antifreeze yeah. that she take something <laughs>
0: Well, you know what messed her up. Well, anyway, she wrote this. She was killing people. (laughs) Well, yeah, she wrote this letter to um, that was supposed to be her daughter writing her suicide letter. So she Mm. was going to have her daughter, you know, was overdosing on this medicine that she put in the pills. But she had killed her previous, her second husband with the antifreeze. But she didn't call it antifreeze. So as she was doing interview with the police officer, she called it antifree. Mm. And then in the letter that was a suicide letter she was writing as if her daughter was the one who who killed the husband's and put Anna free
1: Anna free she's and, from the south
0: and the police officer was like well we know who it is <laughs> <laughs> there can't be
1: that many dumb people in one town
0: so anyways, that's beside the point uh, we were talking about all these other things. You know, listen, make sure that you are focusing on your own God and make sure that you're focusing on your family. Don't get distracted by life. There's so many mm. things that distract you from from life. One, once God is taken care of and your wife or your husband is taken care of then your children, then you can move on to your church, to your church family, to your ministries. Make God number one. Make your, your spouse number two and then work on your family and then all the other things can fall into place.
1: You know, you only have so many weeks as a full family. What I mean by that is kids grow up, they go yes. out to college, join the military, whatever mm-hmm. they're calling life is. And so you only have so many weeks as a full family, everybody together. You know, and that's just a, just a thought that life will pass you by if you're not careful and you will miss the moments that will matter so much to you. It's the little things in life that bring us joy. Yeah. You know, we sit here and we laugh at different things, but we tell stories about our family because they matter to us. Mm-hmm. And so I, I really want to close with a story about the Stanleys. I always bring them up in some podcasts. So I, I saw a story recently that really spoke to my heart about prioritizing family. Um, it's, it's about the Stanleys, Andy Stanley and Charles Stanley. And when Andy Stanley was a kid, um, him and Louis Giglio, who's another pretty popular pastor, would sneak out and uh, they would sneak out of church and they'd miss a sermon and they'd go down to the Varsity, which is a local restaurant right down the corner. And I've actually eaten there, a pretty good restaurant. They would sit there and eat and kind of skip church. And at the last second, they would turn on Charles's sermon on television and they'd listen to it just enough to answer questions that they were asked. Well, they were seen leaving campus and this was brought to the father, Charles's attention. And Charles said this He said, You let me raise my kids and you raise your kids. And for him, his family is more important than his reputation. Mm-hmm. Family took priority. Yeah. Our family should always take priority. You know, there's some things that we should be willing to draw a line in the sand and say, I will die for these things. It it should be our it should be for Jesus, our family, Popeyes. I mean, you name it. There's some things that we should be willing to say, <laughs> We will Deborah. die. Big Deborah. Oh, Big Deborah if i wasn't a married man <laughs> well we <we're> just gonna <laughs> i would be single
0: <laughs> oh gosh i'm not even going to respond to that well we just got to make sure that we don't get it out of order and that's the problem when we get distracted with things of life we get we get it out of order that could be then a deviously disastrous distraction
1: nice
0: like that there you go the good can keep it all you, around the good can keep you from the great that's right You know what? I just want to make sure that everybody who's listening reaches out to us. You know, if you have a prayer request or you have a concern, and we want to kind of put this here at the end uh, in conclusion of the podcast just to kind of get us all on point at the very end of the podcast we've been having some music play and we've been giving our email address but I'm not sure everybody's been getting it so I want to give it here as well and we want to encourage you to come and uh, email us and to reach out to us so that we can uh, know you're listening Uh, if you want to make fun of us you can reach out to us on that email as well and we just want to know uh, hear from you we want to know that you're listening that you're um, paying attention you're getting something out of it we're we're working towards future things we want to create a website coming soon with items to buy so we can start uh, paying for and support the podcast a little bit more you know we need better equipment seeing that dusty like to she he broke the the mic stand the last time we were here
1: i think we need to get a shirt that says Brent is my homeboy <laughs> i kind of like the shirt i'm wearing right now i like that one go ahead and share what it says
0: it, it says i love god but some of his children get
1: on my nerves i want a shirt that says i don't break for deacons <laughs> that's good It's a joke, people. It's a joke. (laughs) We just lost another
0: follower in Ireland. Um, (laughs) Oh, Callahan. <laughs> so, we, we, we're we just trying to do a little bit more. But if you can, you just reach out to us if you need prayer requests, if you want us to bring up even a theme that you might want us to discuss or talk about, we would be interested in. And we've got many in our heads. We, we're looking forward to future opportunities to come together. But uh, let me give you that it's two pastors. That is the number two pastors and a podcast. At gmail.com. Two pastors in a podcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Let us know that you're listening. Come on to Facebook. Tell us that you're listening. Uh, Tell us what you like the most. And we might start asking questions on Facebook. I was going to tell you that the other day. You're asking them, what was your favorite part of the podcast? See who was really listening. Sorry, it's
1: distracting us staring at your dog. (laughs) <laughs> the
0: the dog has taken my place, um, came up and sat in a chair and was getting close to the microphone. Uh, I wanted to uh, make sure that you guys had that so that we can start uh, helping you out in any way, shape or form. I hope this was a blessing to you. Mm, Thanks fun. again. I, you know, I'm glad you come and do this. It's cheaper than therapy. It is truly cheaper than therapy. God bless you all.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today on Two Pastors and a Podcast. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or need someone to chat with, or just to make fun of us, contact us at 2, yep, that's number 2, 2 podcasts at gmail.com. We would love
0: to hear from you, and we hope that you truly enjoyed the podcast. You can also reach us at Facebook at 2, yes, that is the number 2, pastors and a podcast that is two pastors and a podcast i hope you have an amazing week and tune in next week as we tackle another difficult topic that we have probably haven't even figured out yet (laughs)
1: as you can tell we're winging this so for the older generation out there same bat channel same bat time
0: holy shenanigans batman